Wildspace RPG is an actual play RPG podcast using the system developed by Fantasy Flight. We hope you enjoy it. At the heart of the galaxy, the planets have finished celebrating. The Emperor has been dead for nearly a decade. Rumors of the Jedi returning have surfaced, although that remains to be seen. A new Republic is taking its first shaky steps at governing thousands of systems, all in a state of uncertainty. But that glow of red-hot activity close to the core planets is not something you can see from here. Because out past Rhodia, out past Tatooine, even past Ryloth, you can barely tell that there was a war at all. Not because it's peaceful or safe, or sometimes anything even close to what you'd call reasonable. No, it's because when you're this far out, your problems are your own. Nobody is coming to rescue the princess. Nobody is taking over the Senate. It's survive or die. And try to make a few credits along the way. Welcome to Wild Space. The galaxy at large, and particularly the core planets, are currently experiencing a bit of a power vacuum. Change is the only constant, and there is only one thing that moves infinitely faster than bureaucracy. Credits. And who has the credits right now? Corporations. While most of the big players are fighting it out over the prime real estate like Coruscant and Corellia, there's always room at the table for someone willing to do what the others aren't. I'm not talking about hut gangsters content to rule their putrid swamps. I'm talking about the places that even the syndicates aren't usually wasting their time with. Nobody wants anything to do with the wild space regions, except the newly formed wild space megacorp. Through questionable funding and nearly zero oversight into their operation, wild space megacorp has put together a fleet of junk YT freighters piloted by fugitives, criminals, or anyone who is willing to literally risk their life for a paycheck. Establishing trade posts, recovering lost property, import-export opportunities are all the trademarks of Wildspace Megacorp. It's a chance for a person to reinvent themselves. Or maybe take a bad hyperspace jump and never be heard from again. Whatever. Let's meet the players. Greetings, space nerds. This is Cash, formerly of the Lore Seekers podcast, and quite a few years ago, formerly of the Old Republic Radio podcast and a whole bunch of other shows in between. Friends, I am playing the esteemed Dr. Kron Colto, but you can just call me Dr. Colto. He is a chiss. Dr. Colto was a former Imperial surgeon who spent his formative years as a combat physician on the front lines of various conflicts near the core of the galaxy. Dr. Colto's skill in treating combat injuries escalated greatly, but his experiences began to change when the ongoing conflict continued. After a few years on field deployment, Dr. Colto was reassigned to a secretive training facility on planet Daro during the later years of the Galactic Empire's reign, specifically to assist in the medical oversight of the Emperor's newly formed TK Troopers, the next generation of soldiers for the Empire. 
Now, Camino's clone troopers were being phased out to make way for conscripted, natural-born human soldiers. Dr. Colto's responsibility was to oversee the health and fitness of these new soldiers, but the Empire had more insidious plans in mind. Dr. Colto was subsequently ordered to covertly begin experimentation on these recruits to research the possibility of developing bio-enhanced warriors to change the tide of the war. The horrors that he witnessed over a period of several months while he and his colleagues performed biological testing and DNA restructuring of young soldiers pushed Dr. Colto to the limits of his morality. Years of service to the Empire persuaded Dr. Colto to reconsider his loyalties. During a period of scheduled leave on the planet of Naboo, Dr. Colto resolved to never return to his duties for the Empire again. He deserted leaving a life of comfort and security behind in exchange for a life on the run. Despite his obligation of service to the Empire, Dr. Colto vowed to undermine them in any way possible. Now, impoverished, on the lamb, and habitually glancing over his shoulder, Dr. Colto applies for employment with Wild Space Megacorp, hoping to make a life beyond the Outer Rim territories, ostensibly out of the eyes of the Empire. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name's Jibs, and I've spent the last 12-plus years doing podcasts, mostly in the gaming industry. Some of the shows I've been involved in were Lore Seekers for Elder Scrolls Online, uh, Wildcast for Wildstar, the Overwatch Initiative for Overwatch, and much more. Pretty excited about what we're doing over at Wild Space. Simply taking the role of a character and stepping foot in the Star Wars universe, not only from a, a tabletop roleplay perspective, but also doing what we're doing with the regular show afterwards, which will be regular podcast episodes. So I'm really excited about it. And in the RPG section of Wild Space, what I'll be doing is playing Vec Dugo, who is a male gank bounty hunter. Purchased by Naga the Hut at a black market auction, Vec Dugo faithfully served the Hut Council member as her private mercenary for over 10 years. Vec's job was simple to be the eyes and ears for Naga and maintain her business interests within Nar Shaddaa's red light sector. However, after Naga's sudden and unexplained disappearance, Vec fled the planet, knowing full well whoever did this would not want any loose ends. Now, after being recruited by Wild Space Megacorp in the far reaches of space, Vec has shifted his focus to his own career as a bounty hunter. Putting his less socially popular talents at work, Vec has vowed to become the most ruthless and feared hunter in the galaxy, and he'll do anything to build that reputation. My name is James McDonald, but most people online know me as Sunny. I've been podcasting since around 2010 when I had a show called Sunny's Diner, where I met these two guys. I've currently got another show called The University of Coruscant, which is working on its fourth season. And when it is not my turn to GM, I will be playing a character named Sawyer Jex. Sawyer Jex is a Twi'lek who is a smuggler charmer, but that is just a technical way of saying that this guy is a confidence man. Extremely good looking and charismatic, he's relied on his ability to deceive those with money for his own gains. He isn't great with weapons and prefers to negotiate his way out of conflicts. He thinks he's good with computers, but he's not. He'd like to get better, though, because he often runs into the need. He's a smooth pilot and has a good understanding of how the world really works underneath the glossy veneer of civilized society. 
Jax, however, tends to push his luck. He got into a scheme and defrauded a human woman of about 20,000 credits, but it turns out that she was Kella Shen, the wife of Krayor Shen, a high-up associate of Antuga the Hut. The Hut was not pleased when Krayor Shen informed him of the crime. Antuga the Hut has issued a bounty and wishes to bring Jax in for a conversation with Krayor Shen, who is less than pleased. Jex carries a holdout blaster, which is honestly more for desperate situations, and wears clothes that are stylish but don't provide a lot of armor. But he's got a disarming smile, which is his greatest weapon. So when you're looking to get out of the light for a minute and find a gig that is a bit more shadowy until the heat cools off, why not work for Wild Space Corp? Who knows? You might even meet someone new who just needs a caring soul to help advise them on how to invest their credits. The three of us are aboard a YT-2400. The YT series of ships are freighters that are absolutely everywhere in the galaxy. The YT-1300, you may recall, was the model of the Millennium Falcon. The YT-2400, which we are in, is a slightly smaller version capable of being piloted by a single person. All YTs share the same characteristic, though, and that is that they are modifiable. If a ship is everywhere, then that means that there are parts everywhere. And if you can modify it, then pilots will find a way to do it. Unfortunately, our YT-2400 is on the bottom end of that conversation. In short, it is junk. <laughs> You're not entirely sure, but Dr. Colto is becoming suspicious that the previous owners may have died on their last mission and the ship was recovered somewhere. You look on the dash, and discover that the ship has a missing spot in the log where the previous name has been scrubbed. Standard Wild Space Megacorp Tactics. This ship needs a name. What do you do? Hmm. Hmm. I'm also, uh, I'm also pretty sure that the Empire bugged this ship. I'm just saying. <laughs> it may be a, a, a little paranoid, but I'm pretty sure that somewhere on this ship is an Imperial bug. I sit there and I ponder for a minute, and then uh, Vec is seeing quite a few ships come and go in his time on Arshada, and there was one name that always stood out to him that he wanted to use, and it makes the most sense in this in this venture here. He grabs a data pad and types in, and you can't see him smiling and his little pointed sharp teeth, but he's smiling and types in the galaxy run. Shall I move on with the Galaxy Run as our name? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a go. You have been traveling through hyperspace to a preset location programmed by Wild Space Megacorp, also known as the Dub. The Dub finds it a bit easier to simply assemble the crew, send them into hyperspace, and then explain their task. It keeps mission abandonment to a minimum if you're already along the way. Your mission is to recover a derelict starship which popped up on a long-range scanner back at the corporate offices. If recovery isn't possible, then salvage what you can in the name of the dub's bottom line. You will each be paid 500 credits for your efforts, provided you survive. 
Is there any conversation you'd like to have with these strangers as you're traveling now on the Galaxy Run? Dr. Colto is uh, feverishly at a data terminal. Um, he uh, fancies himself a little good with, uh, with computers, so he's looking at uh, astrological charts and making sure that the uh, hyperspace lanes are, if they're on the correct hyperspace lanes to get to where they need to go. So he's kind of not listening to anything that's going on. Sawyer Jax is eyeing the gank. <laughs> because if I recall correctly, there are not a lot of you guys out there in the galaxy. Am I right on that, JB? That is correct. Uh, there, well, we're... There's not a ton of us, but we're around. It's yeah, kind of few and far between. I guess in short, yeah. So as a as a con man, I'm always looking for a mark. But I think that it's I think that it's fair to say that also as a con man, if I see a a gank looking like you do in a, what I would imagine would be a fairly intimidating type of situation that I am not just going to like an idiot go up and try to start running some sort of game on you here. You are not no. going to be a mark in my eyes. Now, no, Dr. No. Colto seems like he might have some money in his pockets. And, and so I'm keeping my eye on him, but I, I think that Sawyer Jex is going to be the kind of guy that, that, that waits it out a little bit. Uh, is there anything that you say to anybody? Um, Vec Dugo. I do. Um, so I'm kind of eyeing the ship. Uh, Vec is one of those kinds of people that really, really eyes the room, tries to get his bearings and just kind of get somewhat of a foundational idea of what everyone's about, what they're doing, et cetera, kind of reading the room. So uh, Vec comes up uh, just uh, while looking around the Galaxy Run and uh, behind uh, Colto and just kind of, and I, you know, he's wearing a mask. I don't know that it's necessarily a voice changer by any means. I don't think it is. Um, it's just something more right now that he could find to just quickly cover himself to cover his, uh, what he appears to be. And so uh, I approach I approach uh, Dr. Colto and say, uh, you uh, you know where we're going? Uh, Dr. Colto takes a, a moment, a discretionary moment, as he hears what he says, and he kind of looks over his shoulder, says, do you? No, not at all actually don't worry I got this alright well you let me know if you need me for fighting and I kind of you know kind of like those people are like with their arms behind their back just kind of slowly meandering looking around eyeing the ship looking for at all the holes that are appear to be prevalent what do you think <laughs> all the you holes see, that need mods what do you think you see when you look around the galaxy run I see a ship that clearly has been used by previous owners and to their failure so i look around and i see old oil stains i see flash stains from where it clearly caught on fire on the insides there's kind of like i i, I assume it's like some kind of like goo as i look closer it looks like a piece of skin with hair on it uh <laughs> like it was melted there on the wall um, you know, just very like this is this is like the hand me down. That's that's the vibe he's getting. Just really like this could not be a worse situation. <laughs> Colto sees him looking around, and Colto kind of looks over his shoulder, and with a smirk, he says, "I'm pretty sure the one that you're standing on 
is dried blood. I look down. He chuckles. Sawyer Jax uh, looks around, and he has been in much, much more luxurious ships than this, running scams on, on various people. And, and so he is he is well aware that he is now more or less on the lamb. He, ha- he, he sort of has one of those uh, moments of sobriety, I guess you could say, where it gets starting to settle in that he is now in wild space with two creatures that he has never met before on a ship that may or may not exit hyperspace correctly. <laughs> and he, yeah, this is, he's well, well outside of his comfort zone, but on the exterior, he looks confident and casual and calm because that's his natural resting face, which is uh, done very well for him. So you drop out of hyperspace and you see it. It is a starship, but significantly larger than what you were expecting. What do you do? I'm trying to find some kind of landing port, uh, you know, maybe some port where we can connect to the ship. Uh, trying, I'm, I'm trying to find a, a, a landing location. Okay. I think that you are going to have to roll for this, and we're going to make it basically a, a perception roll. Let's see what you take a look at. Let's make it uh, one difficulty. So one purple. Okay. No whammy, no whammy. Three successes. Fantastic. You look out, and you see the ship, and it looks different. You're not entirely sure why, but it doesn't really look like anything you've ever seen before. It is certainly not something that's coming off the production lines in the core planets. It has a sparse decor from the outside. It does not look like it has seen battle. And you're having difficulty ascertaining like what kind of ship this actually is. But landing bays are landing bays. And so you're able to correctly identify that there is in fact a landing bay on uh, sort of the middle area of the ship. Okay. Um, I kind of look back. Sawyer, what were we doing again? What is, what's the ship? This doesn't feel right. I think we're supposed to recover it, but this thing looks big, like really, really big. This should be like six crews out here, not just us. This doesn't feel right. So Colto stands up. Uh, Colto walks over to the viewing port, and he's obviously just as interested as everybody else is. And he says, why don't we take a pass around the outside of the ship? I think we would be well-versed if we were smart enough to look for some type of life, whether or not this ship is actually abandoned. And I may, I may be familiar with the make of this ship. The reason I say that is because I'm requesting an education role. Cool. Because I have uh, some pretty significant knowledge in core worlds and education and lore. So I'll let you pick which one of those you want me to to roll, try and identify either the make of this ship, any type of uh, organization or government that might have purchased or had a ship like this built. Well, I don't think it's going to be core worlds. 
So we're oh, going yeah. to do <laughs> Core Worlds uh, is not going to be super useful in this sense. Um, I'm going to say that you are going to roll um, lore, actually. Okay. So let's do a lore off of two difficulty here. Okay. Holy Ooh. smokes. Turns out Dr. Colto knows quite a bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Okay. So, Dr. Colto, who is apparently some sort of like professor of lore, uh, has, uh, is, is carefully peering out of the viewport, and he, he's piloting the ship, correct? Yes. Okay. Well, so it, he, was, it was on autopilot for a minute, it was on, and it, it came was out of hyperspace. On its own, so yes. This is true. You you just happen to be sitting in the pilot seat, and so you right. guide the ship around the uh, perimeter, which takes significantly longer than you were anticipating because this thing is a monster. You pilot around, and as you're doing so, you don't see any blaster damage. You don't see any real explosive damage with the exception of one section of the hull which looks like it's had some sort of massive decompression um but it looks like it came out of a section that it was intended to do that um there is a bit of an opening on the exterior uh, of the ship uh, around that section the make and model so to speak of the ship does not ring any direct bells to you like you're not able to say that is a Karelian whatever but you have seen these kind of ships before in history books uh, loosely depicting something that uh, existed a very long time ago like not thousand year recent like really, really long, long ago, and a much older style of shipbuilding. Well, getting a better look at this ship, I mean, that took a minute. This thing is massive. Uh, I'm sure you guys see the damage, but um, this is nothing I've ever seen before. The only thing that I could possibly say is that this is maybe something out of, you know, maybe the very beginnings of the Kuat drive yards when they were really manufacturing classic ships years and years and years ago but other than that i can't really recognize where this thing could have come from you think we're going to be able to recover this thing i don't i'll be surprised i mean this ship's hardly moving i can imagine what this where we're going is going to bring us anything good but i don't i think we only got one way one way we got to go let's just go in and uh if it comes to fighting just stay by me well, well, now, I mean, I don't think we all have to go and leave this this ship here. I mean, we just named this ship, so I think maybe you, uh, Gank, and uh, you, History Book, I, th I think that, that that's a good plan that you guys should go take a look inside that ship. It's Vec. Yeah. It uh, sounds like we should draw straws, but it looks like you already drew yours. So, yeah, that's... That's fine. We'll, uh, we'll 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 take a chance. This does not look like a threat. This just looks like a scrap recovery, if you ask me. So, well, I, I just love it when a plan comes together. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna stay here and I will watch the galaxy run. And uh, 
Yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident you guys are going to be just fine. Are you... You're not going to leave us. You're going to stay. Look... You're not leaving, the, you're not leaving the, this area, are you? No, I got... I'm sure we'll get into that someday when I trust you folks a little more, but I don't mm. got a lot to go back to right now. And if I go back without you two, I'm guessing that they're going to ask a lot of questions and I might not get my 500 credits. I could really use that 500 credits. So now you don't have to worry about that. Okay. I'll be honest with both of you. Knowing mega corporations within our galaxy, especially Wild Space Megacorp, there are trackers all over this ship. And if they have anything, it's resources. So if any of us three go missing, if anybody thinks that they're going to go off into Wild Space all on their own and steal their ship, you're not going to get far. Yeah, that sounds really great. I'll tell you what, I'm going to look all over this ship for trackers. You guys go ahead, you go in, you do the thing. I will be just fine. You will be just fine. We are all in this together. I will be supporting you with this comm link. Okay, I look to uh, the doctor. Do you prefer Colto or Kron? Uh, you call me Colto. That'll work. All right, Colto, let's go. Do you want to fly or you want me to fly? Well, uh, that depends on what we're going to do. Are we uh, we going to look for a docking bay here? Yeah. That's all. It looked like we saw something when we were circling around the ship. It may be the best way in. I mean, unless you can think of another way. No, I think we can we can uh, dock the ship, and if uh, Jax wants to orbit us while we're, do while we're uh, docked and we're exploring, then that's completely fine with me. All right. That sounds fine with me. We're going in. Okay, you guys take, uh, well, I guess I'm just going to kind of drop you off because there isn't really anything off of a YT-2400. It's a small ship anyway, so there's not like a ship inside the ship here, and I'm not just going to send you spacewalking out there. So I do find <laughs> that the docking uh, bay that was correctly identified uh, earlier, not the explosive decompression one, Basically the one that looked like a docking bay. And I pull up next to it, and we manage to lock in correctly, and the doors open, and you two step out, and I immediately shut the doors and pull away from the docking bay to a safe distance. Because I want no part of this. <laughs> I kind of look in the back, you know, I feel the wind from the doors just like, literally, I could, it's like they were singeing the back of my armor because there was so, we just got in the doors. <laughs> and uh, I, I turned to Colto. Well, he seems a little jumpy. Uh, and Dr. Colto, under his breath, kind of hums, I think we're alone now. <laughs> Okay, so first thing I want to do, I want to look around. I want to look for any traps, anything. Like, what am I seeing? Mm, well, that seems like, like that was a loaded question. A vigilance check. Let's do a okay. vigilance check against uh, two difficulty. All right. Three successes, one threat, and a triumph. Goodness. Well, okay. What do you want to do with that triumph? Uh, I want to make sure. I want to look around, uh, make sure there's nothing life-threatening for Colto, nothing that's going to affect or hurt him per se. Oh, you're looking out for the other guy. Oh, what a sweetheart! You're a gang, <laughs> right? Anybody, I'm nice. Mercy. Well, yeah, but when you're alone on an old ship, 
your your comrades just as valuable as your life. Right. So. Safety in numbers. You're looking out for yourself through numbers. Oh, 100 percent. Okay. But but I don't know this. I don't know that that was your goal. Because you haven't Correct. verbalized it, so... Vec Dugo okay. takes a close look around him, um, and with a seasoned eye of a bounty hunter, uh, and, and, might I say, an aspiring bounty hunter enthusiast as well, like a person who really wants to perfect his craft, you look and take that extra second to uh, to look around, and you see absolutely nothing. Like, you see nothing that looks life-threatening, you don't see any traps, you don't see anything that would pose any danger uh, to you whatsoever. As a matter of fact, it's like weirdly stark and quiet. It doesn't seem like there's anything going at all. There is no nothing. You see a tumbleweed go across the There's deck. a tumbleweed <laughs> that moves wow, down wow. a white corridor. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> uh, Colto, this is... Why would an ancient... This is clearly old. Why is an ancient ship way out here, parsecs away from literally any life form, floating? Half of the ship looked like it was blown out. Probably on purpose. Nothing here. I don't see any traps. As far as I can tell, we're good for a, good, for a little bit of a walk here. Uh, solid observation. Definitely solid observation. However... Um, it leads me to believe that whatever was on this ship hastily retreated from this ship, but the ship didn't doesn't look like it has enough damage to have disabled the ship. So I'll tell you what. I agree with you. We should take a good look around, but I'm going to look for a terminal because I want to hook my data pad into it and see if I can get the lay of the land here. Okay, you do that. Keep your eyes on a swivel, though. If someone was in a hurry, there had to be a reason why. Agreed, agreed. So I'm thinking that that's going to be a computer's check. Uh, if you can find one. Um, okay. So I'm going to have you guys continue forward uh, down the ship. Okay. You move down uh, a corridor. Is there a particular direction that you're going? You're going at this point to try to find a computer terminal? Uh, we're, we're just working our way into the... We're, okay, so let's go back to this. We're in the docking bay, right? We're in a large hangar. You're in a large hangar. Okay. Uh, typically, within a large hangar, there's usually some type of uh, of an office with maybe maybe some um, um, some transpare steel or something up there uh, for as a viewport for the controllers of said docking bay to oversee the actions uh, and the activity in the docking bay. Correct. Sure. Is there anything of that sort there? Sure. Okay. That seems to be. The perfect place to start. So I look over to my companion and I point in the direction of that office. That seems like a good place to start. All right. I like it. Let's go. You make your way through one of the large, say, industrial hangar doors um, that usually would lead up to the transparisteel windowed office that is almost always looking out onto one of these bays. Um, as you get up to the top, uh, you attempt to open the door, but it, it doesn't function quite right. 
um, and you hit the button and it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work the first time and you're not real sure what to do. Is there anything you're going to try to do to get this door open? Yell at it. <laughs> you yell at the door <laughs> and it remains steadfast in its closedness. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I, sh I shrug. Voice activation. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Colto just looks at Vac and he just he smiles. He smirks. He's, he's quite amused. At, uh, at that action, and he smiles at him and just shakes his head like this. Um, Dr. Colto is going to look for the control panel for the door and see if there's anything that he could uh, connect his data pad to. There is a control panel right next to the door with a data port. Perfect. I would like to plug in or connect uh, in Star Wars Bluetooth fashion. <laughs> <laughs> to, to <laughs> galactic Bluetooth, oh, if you will, uh, to the uh, control panel for the door. Okay. This is going to be a uh, three purple dice computer check. Oh. Yes. So this is going to be a hard computer check. Okay. Roger that. So roger this is that. an ancient ship here. I'm so good at lore. Let's see what we end up here. Oh, Zero successes not... and one oh. threat. Okay. The door punches me in the face. <laughs> the door punches, reaches out, <laughs> the robot, and just like uh, like one of those uh, eyeballs from Java, just smacks you right in the nose. No, uh, the door uh, the door does not open. The fact is that you've connected your uh, data pad to an ancient system here that is well, well before your time. You're starting to identify things, and you're defaulting to guessing that they are old, and I think that you're probably right on that. So it doesn't open and it makes a sort of sound like it is low on juice. Okay. So I turn to uh, Vac and I say this, this tech, this firmware version, not right. Uh, this tech is, does not seem to even want to have anything to do with modern tech. Um, uh, we're defeated at this door. I think we need to find another way around. I uh, reach down to my, I reach down to my uh, utility belt from behind my back and pull out a frag grenade and just kind of like shrug and just like grenade. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Will Vec Dugo blow himself up with a thermal detonator? Will Cash Colto continue to be the smartest person in the room? Will Sawyer Jex chicken out and steal the galaxy run? Find out next time on Wild Space. Oh, hello. I'm IR8, and thank you for tuning in to Wild Space. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell your friends, consider subscribing, and leave us a review. Visit us on Twitter and Instagram at WildSpaceCorp to stay updated. For all of our content, find us on the holonet at WildSpaceCorp.com. Email your transmissions to WildSpaceCorp at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 202-743-6120. Thank you and see you next time on WildSpace.